Hello and welcome to the Skyma Podcast. I am GopherGuy05 and with me tonight is Steve Zips of Akron. Hey, what's going on? Uh, it's just a two-man show tonight as we've had our own uh, our own sick ward come in. Both uh, both Gopher and uh, G.A. Ufer and, and uh, Street are out tonight ill. Uh, not COVID, hopefully, knock on wood. Uh, so we just got a two-man show, but uh, we'll still bring you the, the same stuff you, uh, you hear from us on a regular basis. And we'll kick it off with our, our Gopher basketball team, which if you remember from last week, we were really, really high on. They had just come off of a couple of big wins. Uh, you know, they had, they had knocked off Ohio State after, after dropping to Wisconsin. Um, and we were looking forward to games against uh, on the road against two top ten opponents in Michigan and Iowa. And, um, well, Steve, things didn't go so well, did they? They haven't gone well, and I don't think it's a huge surprise necessarily. I think we would have been, we would have liked to have been pleasantly surprised, but I think so far in our nine-game brutality streak to open up this conference season, um, we're feeling okay with the opportunity to potentially go five and four with Michigan on the on the docket on Saturday. But yes, that is um, they have now lost three of their last four games with the one win over Ohio State. But if you're looking at it uh, on paper. That means the losses have come to Iowa, Michigan, and Wisconsin all on the road. So, two schools of thought here. One is, who's going to beat Wisconsin, Michigan, and Iowa on the road this year? I think only one team has won uh, on the road so far, and that is Maryland, who has beaten those teams, and they've done it a couple times, which is kind of weird. Um, but I think the other talking point that everyone's starting to get a little uh, itchy about is that they've now lost to the four top teams in the conference, uh, Illinois included there, um, in pretty terrible fashion. I mean, they got run out of the gym by Michigan. Uh, you could say they got run out of the gym by Iowa with the final 15-point deficit, even though they did have it close with seven minutes left. Uh, got dominated by Illinois and Wisconsin. So are these road woes? Are these playing good teams on the road woes? I guess we don't know right now, but they're 0-4 away from home, and they've looked like they can't play basketball when they're playing these teams. So we were, we're reminded of that this last week against Michigan, against Iowa. Now, don't want to take too much away from these guys. They have beaten Iowa. They have beaten Ohio State and Michigan State and a newly top twenty, a newly minted top 25 team in St. Louis. So they've pocketed some wins. And I think when we started the conference season against Illinois way back in December 15th, um, with this nine-game stretch, you would have liked to have taken three games by the end. They already have four with a potential to add five with a top 10 win over Michigan on Saturday. So if we're looking at the reset, Gophers are feeling okay about themselves, all things considered, even if they have lost three of their last four games. How concerning it is it to you that, uh, I mean, granted, these are our top 10 teams that have, have really good defenses, but uh, Wisconsin, Michigan, and even Iowa lately have really sort of neutralized Marcus Carr. He has not had nearly the success he's had in, in some of the earlier games. Uh, now we've seen Gabe Kalsher improve his offense a little bit, finally trying to make a few shots uh, where he was just broke earlier in the season. So that's a positive step, but but Marcus Carr has really sort of been uh, you know, almost neutered the last last few games. Yes, and you know, he's he, he's getting his points. Um Carr has always been the focal the focal point of the offense and he's you know, part of his game is making things happen even if it isn't always pretty. Uh the the beauty of the depth of the Gophers this year is that, you know, you can, they have a second, third and fourth option sometimes. Um they haven't all come to life at the same time, but you know, when they dominated Ohio State 
Liam Robbins came to play. You know, Gabe Kalisher has had a couple of games. Booth Gotch has been hit and miss, but he's also averaging more than 10 points per game. So, you know, they, they have been available. There are other outlets out there. Um, yes, Carr has had a rough couple of games. Um, but, again, I, I don't want to take too much away from the fact that they're playing top-tier opponents not only in the conference, but, you know, these are these are national cont- uh, title contenders. Um, do we want to see Carr scoring 30 points a game still? Yes, but I think part of that comes when – uh, his second and third options are, are are also performing. Yeah, as you said, I mean, we're playing a really tough schedule and it doesn't get any easier our next game Saturday at home against Michigan, uh, a Michigan team that faced Wisconsin earlier this week and just absolutely ran them out of the gym. I think I saw at one point in the second half, Michigan was on something like a 38-3 to run, which is just insane in this conference. Um, so, yeah, uh, Jawan Howard seems to have the Wolverines back to mm-hmm. uh, to prominence. You know, they, they've got him going the right way. Um, I, I missed most of the game when we were at Ann Arbor. Um, so what what does Michigan do so well that they're they're playing at such a high level? Well, they've got the freshman phenom Hunter Dickinson, who now, uh, you know, if we're looking at Ken Palm's top five player rankings, is checking in at number five, you know, the, five, the fifth best player in the conference. And when those when he met up with Liam Robbins a couple games ago, it was a pretty one-sided affair. He had a career high in points. Granted, he's a freshman, but he still had 28 points. I, I believe I believe was the number. Um, so they're they're really they're they're fundamentally sound. I think that goes a long way in college basketball, of course. But um, when we were when they were playing the Gophers, they really got them out of sorts by playing pretty harassing defense. Um, they were really getting in the way of passing lanes, and the Gophers really didn't know didn't seem to know what they were doing. And they even kind of packed it in in the second half, took their ball, and basically went home. So Michigan's, a again, fundamentally sound squad. They've got a really good center who can score, um, a, couple, a couple other um, uh, upperclassmen who, who know what they're doing. So they've been around the block, and, again, I mean, they're very disruptive on defense, and the Gophers really didn't have, a, have an answer. Um, conversely, when Minnesota took down teams like Iowa and Michigan State, um, they were doing a great job of passing, of delivering the ball. They don't do a great job when Marcus Carr is playing hero ball and a bunch of guys are standing around on the perimeter waiting for it. Um, you know, their half-court offense is predicated on a little bit of success. I think they get they gain some confidence there. Um, and I'm hoping that this idea of the home-and-away splits will be more in their favor when they are back home at Williams Arena, where they, again, have beaten Ohio State, Tom Izzo's Michigan State team, Iowa, St. Louis. I mean, these are big wins. It's not like they can't play against these teams. They've done it more than once. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how they perform against a team that uh, just dominated them fairly recently. And the other good news for the Gophers is after Michigan, the schedule gets considerably easier. Um, you know, I think we've played several ranked opponents in the game, and after the Wolverines, in theory, looking at the schedule, uh, we probably have eight games in a row uh, without a team being ranked. Nebraska, Maryland, Purdue twice, Rutgers, uh, Nebraska again, Maryland again. So we, we so I take that back. We get Maryland twice, Purdue twice, Nebraska twice, once against Indiana, once against Rutgers before our next ranked game, in theory, Illinois at the barn. Um, you know, I, I, I think obviously Richard Pitino and the Gophers have got to be looking at that going, all right, we, we made it through this gauntlet part of the schedule relatively, you know, about about as well as we could have, in theory, asked. So now it's time to start making our hay against uh, more of the mid teams and, and the bottom teams of the Big Ten, and, and really start climbing up those standings. 
Yeah, consider that um, previously the record for consecutive games against ranked teams for the Gophers was four. They've now played seven straight games against a ranked opponent, which is pretty crazy just to think about. I mean, that is a gauntlet of a schedule, and I, uh, you know, they, the, the going should get a little easier after this Michigan game, as, as you mentioned. Um, you know, the, there's no there are no nights off in the Big Ten, especially this year. Everyone's really really good, but you look at these Ken Palm rankings of the teams they've played already. They've already played five teams who are in the top 10 uh, in the in the Ken Palm rankings, which is pretty crazy, and there's still two more to go. Um, but also consider that after they play Michigan, um, they're playing the bottom half of the conference the rest of the way. Um, now, again, no nights off. Everyone's really difficult. Maryland has taken down two really good teams on the road, but you'd much rather be playing, I think, a uh, Purdue or a Nebraska than – a Michigan and an Iowa on any given night. So, um, you know, stay tuned. The Gophers had never been very good in February, but they were really good in February in 2017 with their magical run to the number five seed. Um, and they went undefeated that year in February. Traditionally, Richard Pitino has not done a great job in the month of February, but he also has a fairly, or a, I'll say fairly easy, but an easier schedule, all things considered, than what they've done so far, or than what they've faced so far in December and January. So, on paper, things might be looking up once they get past Michigan here on Saturday. Of course, the elephant in the room is the one thing. Uh, Minnesota hopefully will be going to Nebraska uh, a week from or a week from this Wednesday, the twentieth. Um, however, we may have some COVID issues. Minnesota, knock on wood, so far has been clean, but the Cornhuskers have currently paused all activities. They were supposed to play in Illinois, I believe, tonight. Uh, that game has been postponed due to COVID issues in, in the Nebraska program. Uh, earlier this evening, news broke that Iowa State and Michigan State, which is supposed to play Thursday night, is off due to COVID issues in the Spartan program. Um so that's the other thing that may play a big role here in the in the second half of the season. Now, the, the Big Ten did build in uh, several open dates to allow these games to get replayed and, and, and things like that. Uh, of course, Minnesota just went through one of its sort of bye periods um, here, having a week off in between um, games between Iowa and Michigan. You know, I, I think, obviously, you've just got to tell your team to, to keep doing the things you're doing. As we've seen, you know, the NBA is having COVID issues right now. It's, it's starting to become more prevalent in the Big Ten. Um, you know, I, at this point, you just got to keep doing what you're doing to make sure that you don't get your team bit and get yourself in a, a bad situation. Yeah, and uh, I, I think at the end of the day, too, and they and they have built in, um, you know, those, those, those bye weeks, if you want to look at it that way, but... The one thing you don't want to miss is a game with Nebraska this year, who's far and away the the, the, the bottom of the conference. So, um, hoping that the Cornhuskers can get back on the court, play the game. It'd be a, a, a the first opportunity for the Gophers to take a game on the road. Any road win in the conference is is, is good. So, um, let's hope it gets played. At the very least, if it gets moved, let's hope it still gets played by the end of the season. Because again, you don't want to don't want to miss your date with uh, Nebraska this year. So we'll move on from basketball to, uh, well, I mean, let's just be honest, we're, we're a hockey school again. Uh, for, for the first time in six years, the uh, Gopher men and Gopher women's hockey teams are both number one in the country in the exact same time. 
the men did drop their first game of the year last week in Madison against Wisconsin, but came back on Sunday to uh, to earn a split. Uh, the women took care of St. Cloud State in three games, and now they get to uh, see whether they get to earn their number one ranking as they head to Madison this week to play the now number two Badgers uh, of Wisconsin. Wisconsin women's team was previously number one. Uh, they've only lost two games this year, both to Ohio State, who is ranked number three in the country. Um, so, yeah, it, it's a bit of a gauntlet in the women's WCHA, but uh, like I said, it, it's nice to see that both the uh, men and the women are, are back on top, and, and let's hope that they can uh, get some wins this weekend and stay there. So, Andy, I've been loosely following the the hockey team this year. I mean, obviously I know that they're number one in the country. Um, saw that they or they dropped one to Wisconsin, but, you know, level set for me, the casual fan, what the, you know, what's your, what's your gut telling you the rest of the way? Like, is, is this a national championship contending gopher squad? I mean, this team is good. This team is, is one of the best teams they've had in several years. Um, I would say it's at least, you know, you have to go back to the, uh, probably the 2014 team that went, uh, went to the frozen four, lost the title game. Uh, the Nick Bukestad, Kyle Rao, Adam Wilcox group. Uh, this team is getting great goaltending from Jack LaFontaine. Um, he finally was, was tested a little bit more this weekend. He was averaging only one goal a game allowed uh, until this weekend when he gave up uh, two in the in the first game to Wisconsin and then three on Sunday. Um, but, you know, they're getting good defense. I think one of the things that hurt Minnesota this week, they had all their guys back from the uh, World Junior Tournament in, in Brock Faber and Ryan Johnson, Jackson Lacombe. Uh, but they definitely looked like they were a bit tired and sluggish, and I mean, which makes sense. They'd played seven games over two weeks up in Canada, just got back into the U.S. on Thursday, practiced on Friday, and then played two games Friday, Saturday. So uh, I think once you get those guys rested and, and, and fresher, I think the defense will look a little bit better than they did this past weekend. Um, but I, I do think this is, I mean, this is a, a top four, top five team in the country. I mean, un- unfortunately in this, well, it's the way the NCAA tournament's always set up, but in this crazy year, um, you know, you're going to have Minnesota, North Dakota, Minnesota, Duluth, St. Cloud, um, you know, Boston College are probably the top five teams in the country. And I mean, they, you didn't really have any cross games against anybody. None of these teams have been playing non-conference games to see where they stack up. You know, Minnesota normally would have played North Dakota and UMD and St. Cloud this season. They didn't. So, you know, you're, you're going off of what you're watching, the eye test, but you can't really compare one another. Uh, so I think the NCAA tournament this year may be, it may be a crapshoot. Um, you know, it, it's unfortunately, it's it's one and you're done. Um, it's, it's not like you play, get to play best of three series in a lot of these, a lot of these games. So does Minnesota have the potential to win a national title this year? Yeah, I think they do, but you know, they also have the potential to get knocked out by stupid puck luck bounces in, in the, in the first or second round. So, um, you know, it's going to come down to hopefully, uh, the rest of the big 10 season, they can, they can keep, you know, dominating. They've got a, uh, I believe it's a, seven-point edge on Wisconsin, who's in second place in the conference right now. Uh, Notre Dame comes into Mariucci this weekend. It'll be the first series against the Irish this season. Uh, they are the first team out of the poll, so ranked 21st in the country. Um, and, and and to be perfectly honest, they're not as good as Minnesota. I've watched them play a few times. They're they're young. They're, they're playing a new goalie um, after their, their goaltenders have been, you know, they had two four-year goalies back-to-back. Um, it's 
Kale Morris, their most recent one, who, who Minnesota actually had really good success against. Um, you know, it'll be the first series against the the Irish since Minnesota beat them uh, two out of three in the first round of the Big Ten tournament last year. Before, of course, the the season and the rest of everything else all went to all went to hell. Um, so yeah, I, I think this Gopher team is in in a pretty good shot, and uh, you know they just got to take care of business, and I think they'll. Uh, you know, they'll be sitting pretty come March, and it's just a matter of taking advantages of the chances you get in front of you. So you've got uh, eight series left by my count. Um, a lot of them are at home. What What's sticking out to you the rest of the way where, you, you know, you're, you you got to circle on your calendar? Yeah, you know, I mean, it, it's, it's going to be, you're, you're going to see some uh, familiar opponents again. You know, Wisconsin comes in the first week of February. Obviously, they're the team that just knocked you off, so that's going to be a highly anticipated series. Um, Michigan comes in the last regular season series of the year. That one is going to be highly anticipated just because the last time the Gophers and Wolverines played, Minnesota got the sweep in Ann Arbor, but Minnesota was missing their three defensemen, and Michigan was missing five players for both the U.S. and Canadian World Junior teams. And Michigan's got some in just ridiculous firepower on that on that front forward lines. Um, they got a they got a couple of kids who will be drafted easily in the top ten or fifteen in the NHL draft this summer. Um, you know, so I think that's going to be a matchup to really see how both these teams are sitting uh, as as we get into the postseason. And then of course you've still got road series. You got to go to Notre Dame where you've played well lately, which isn't a big deal. Uh, before the last Michigan series, you have to go to Penn State, which has been an absolute house of horrors for Minnesota the last few years. Uh, the Gophers have not played well at Pegula Ice Arena. Luckily, there, in theory, most likely still won't be any fans or anything like that. So that's that's definitely one advantage. Um, but yeah, that you know that as with Big Ten basketball, uh, you know Minnesota is, is definitely the cream of the crop. But there's no weekends off. I mean, if you if you play if you play poorly one weekend, Ohio State can take a game from you. Michigan State could take a game from you. They they swapped wins with Michigan last week after Michigan beat them nine nothing the first game. Michigan State came back to beat them three two the next day. So uh, the Big Ten is still pretty solid from top to bottom. There aren't any just absolutely garbage teams out there. So um, it'll be it'll be on the Gophers and, and Bob Motzko to keep their foot on the gas and and try and continue to to make a big forward push through uh, the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, let's switch gears to football. What do you what do you think about that? Uh, looks like we had some movement in the transfer portal uh, this last week. Yeah, you know, uh, we've got Minnesota added a couple more players. You know, we've been sort of sitting and waiting to see what was going to happen. We knew PJ Fleck had already gotten a couple of guys, um, and and they took advantage and, and picked up two more this week. Uh, the big name, uh, Niles Pickney, uh, defensive tackle from what, Cle- Clemson. Clemson, uh, I, I think the Clemson. Yeah, the the Clemson. Yeah, I guess I guess they're okay. Um, yeah, this Pickney, you know, comes in. He's a, he's a grad transfer. Uh, he's played fifty five games over the last four seasons for Clemson, starting thirteen of them. Uh, Twenty nineteen, he was third team All ACC. Uh, you know, this is a guy who has he's battle tested. He's twenty two, twenty three year old. He's he's a man. He's not a freshman who needs to spend time in the weight room. 
Um, he's a beast, and he will come in, and he will play nose tackle for the Gophers next season, and he will he will start at defensive line, and he will give them a leg up when they're facing a lot of the run-heavy teams that we'll see in the Big Ten, whether it be Wisconsin or Iowa. Uh, Nebraska kind of wants to be. Um, you know, and I think that's a, it's a, Minnesota has already said they want to get a little bit more depth at D-tackle. I mean, they're, they're still pretty deep, you know, when you're, when you're looking at, uh, you're returning Micah Drew Tedaway and, uh, Keontae Shad, uh, D'Angelo Carter sort of had a breakout season, end of the season. Um, you know, you've got Rashad Cheney and you already have Val Martin, who was one of the transfers we got earlier in the month from NC State. So, uh, the defensive line is going to be pretty deep, um, but I think this uh, this Pickney transfer really will help Minnesota, uh, you know, really deal with a lot of these power running offenses that they're going to see, especially from their two rivals. Mm-hmm. I think the uh, big transfer that I'm excited about is the new kicker, preferred walk-on from Temple, Will Mobley, who, uh, if you hadn't heard, set a Temple record with 51 consecutive extra points made, which is... Definitely speaking my language, especially after last year, because there's nothing more, nothing I like more than a made extra point after a touchdown, Andy. Yeah, you know, it's, uh, it's something Minnesota has struggled with lately. And, and I think, you know, Mobley being a, a PWOB, uh, I mean, he, he's obviously going to compete for the starting job come this spring. Um, the, the Gopher kicking game is, is up in the air. Uh, we assume Brock Walker will return from his, his hernia surgery and, and, and be back in the mix. Uh, Michael Lance had back surgery, and we have no idea what uh, what his deal is. I know there was some rumblings that there was some potential. He was talking about potentially taking a medical retirement. Um, you know, we've heard, we've heard nothing more on that. Um, you know, and then you've got uh, Anders Gilesinski, uh, who kicked the last two games, last three games for the Gophers. He is uh, he's graduating and, and leaving. Um, you've got Grant Ryers, who is on scholarship still, who all he's done was kick off. Um, so he's not really going to be a threat, and I don't think we've heard officially whether he's planning on coming back for his super senior year or not. Uh, one would assume P.J. Fleck has probably told him, well, if you want to come back, you can, you can walk on, because I think he wants that scholarship back. Um, and, and then you've got obviously Dragon Kessich, who's more of just your your new kickoff guy. So yeah, I think there's absolutely room for Will Mobley to walk into that special teams room and and take over the job and and be the uh, be the starting kicker when Minnesota heads uh, faces off the season against the NCAA runner up Ohio State Buckeyes next mm-hmm. September. I was gonna say we are just a few short months from the uh, opening game of the season against the Ohio State University. Both uh, Minnesota and Ohio State are coming off losses to end the season, so we got that going for us. Um, early prediction: What's it going to be? Is it going to be sunny? Are we going to be there? Are we going to be in person at this game? That that is the uh, that is the question, isn't it? I mean, I, I would love to be tailgating at the flats and, and getting ready for a, a huge tilt against probably the preseason number two or number three team in the country. Um, you know, it'll be echoes of, of when TCU came in. Was that five years ago now? Six years ago? Yeah, and, that, and that was that was a close game. It was a close game, and it was it was a it was a great day. I mean, TCF was absolutely rocking. the The weather was hotter than hell, but you know, it was it was a lot of fun, and I think. I think Minnesota will do everything in their power to get fans in the seats because I think, you know, 
obviously it's going to be a high hill to climb, but if, if they can get, especially the, you know, after, after having nobody in the seats last year, the fans and, and that type of anticipation, that type of energy, uh, I think TCF would be absolutely rocking. Obviously national TV Thursday night game, uh, going to be the marquee opener. Um, you know, I, I think, yeah, Minnesota would, would love to do everything they can. Obviously that depends on, uh, what happens over the next nine months? So, um, everybody who's listening to this, please wear your masks, wash your hands, do whatever we can do to get this under control. Uh, you know, if there's anybody listening to us who actually has any control over over the vaccine schedule, please figure this out ASAP. Because, um, yes, I, I would most definitely love to be in my seats at, at TCF Bank Stadium on that Thursday night in September. I'm thinking back. Speaking of TCU opening up the season, they were they were what number? Number three, something like that, or are they? I think they, I think they were two. Number, number two. two. Okay, I remember, it was pretty crazy because it was 2011 when we opened up against USC, and USC was really highly ranked too, right? Um, I don't mean yeah, to put you on the spot, but they, they were. were they, it was a pretty marquee matchup. Not that the Gophers were any good that year, but USC was a top yeah. tier program, of course. Yeah, no, I mean they were up there. It, it, it's, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's been interesting to see that Minnesota's got a, uh, you know. They'll, they'll flex between, obviously, I don't think they really had any control over the Big Ten scheduling this game, but, you know, they brought in some, some marquee games for these Thursday openers, and then you've had the clunkers, the Indiana States of the world, and, and things like that. So, um, but yeah, no, I mean, like I said, that it's, yeah, it, it's tough going, playing a Big Ten game right out the bat, but it's, it's the same for both schools. Nobody's going to have any more practice than one or the other, um, and yeah, like I said, it, it, I think a lot of it's going to come down to can the fans be in the stadium? Because if they can be in the stadium and you can have that type of pent-up crowd in there, uh, it's going to be one heck of a rocking night, you know, no matter what happens. Um, I think it just unfortunately will be the letdown of all letdowns if you have to play Ohio State and everybody's watching on TV again. But, um, you know, there's hopefully plenty of time for uh, for these things to, to turn around. That's so. right. Well, I would rather have Ohio State first than uh, than last. We'll put it that way. Yeah. So that's going to do us for us uh, here on the Sky Podcast. Uh, reminder: you can check out the uh, the Gopher Wolverine game. That's a, a one o'clock tip on ESPN two. Uh, Minnesota hockey. You've got games uh, against Notre Dame on Fox Sports North. Uh, Seven o'clock Friday and five o'clock Saturday. Uh, and then the number one go for women's hockey team heads to Madison. Unfortunately, no TV on that one, but you can uh, listen to the live stream on gophersports.com if you're so interested. Um, you know, a, a few other sports, we'll just mention it real quick. Uh, the 11th ranked Gopher Gymna- women's gymnastics team kicks off their season. They're live on BTN Friday afternoon at 3.30 against Iowa. Uh, check them out. Lexi Ramler back for her senior season. One of the best gymnasts in the country. She legitimately has a chance to win a national title this year. Um, and so wa- watch that because uh, you aren't, aren't going to have too many more chances with that. So uh, with that, we'll sign off. Wash your hands. Wear your mask. Stay healthy. Let's make sure that we can all get to TCS Stadium, Bank Stadium in September. Skyima, row the boat, go Gophers.